going on, Internet? The Black Kage here, aka TBH. And be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you choose to listen to the show. Today, in which I'm recording, is April 18th, 2020. And I've officially lost count of what day I'm on on my personal quarantine. Um, if you're watching the video version, or if you're not watching the video version, just so you know, I'm 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 in my Marvel PJs because it's not like I'm leaving the fucking house anyway. So if you got a problem with that, fuck you. Um, now before we get into the show, <laughs> just know I'm going crazy. Just know that if you enjoy the show, make sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps move my show up the algorithm, which helps bring in new listeners rate the show five stars on apple podcast and if you want to financially support the show head on over to redcircle.com slash hokage thoughts and you can donate whatever amount that you see fit now we got a little bit of gaming news and then i got a whole bunch of questions from y'all that i took a lot of good questions but it wasn't a lot a lot a lot a lot of news since the last podcast a couple quick bites that i wanted to show y'all real quick before we get into the meat and potatoes of things all right so this one is uh this one is just a friendly reminder that uh it's gaming related but it's also world political related to you know i don't like to talk politics too much on this stream but this is just a friendly reminder that you know sometimes shit sucks in america especially as a black man or a black woman or a person of color period especially when you black um but things can always be worse and what i mean by that is um this article comes from GameSpot. Animal Crossing New Horizons has become harder to buy in China after in-game Hong Kong protests, bro. Fucking, it was like you had to import it already, but like now it's even harder. If not, they banned it altogether simply because the Chinese government found out that, hold up, this little cute-ass game got, it got freedom of speech in it? Hong, free Hong Kong? What? These motherfuckers made <laughs> Yo, if you if you are not viewing the video version of this podcast, please go to youtube.com slash the black Hokage and find the video version of this fucking podcast. And you will laugh when you see the freaking image of this shit. This cutesy ass game. Somebody just building their house and they put the message up free Hong Kong. Fucking the Chinese government was like, nah, bro, that's not it. Fuck that game and fuck you. And they shut that shit down. So just a friendly reminder, you know sometimes at least if you're american shit sucks over here sometimes when you're fucking american but you know things could always be worse because over there in china they can't even fucking say free free hong kong playing a damn cutesy ass yo if you know anything about uh animal crossing new horizons you know this is the most cutesy ass game like literally the whole point of the game is landscaping you fucking you pick up weeds you plant trees apples and fucking different types of fruits and you, you build up your community like it's literally like the sims with like animals and shit it's like the sims the furry edition or some shit and like you can't even play that game in china because it has freedom of speech so you know just putting it out there just putting it out there in times like this when we're going through the quarantine and shit like that or you feel like you know you got slighted at your job or some shit like that you could be in a country where you're not even allowed to say free hong kong in a fucking video game just putting that out there all right the other quick story that i have for you guys uh is uh this one right here this one was going this one went viral that other one was a little bit less known this one kind of went viral if you pay attention to the news i'm um, switch over to my article shit um nascar drivers <laughs> i never thought first of all i never thought i would talk about nascar on this podcast but whatever uh nascar driver chip ganassi i don't know if that's how i'm pronouncing i don't know if i'm pronouncing his name right who cares anyway fuck him uh he was fired from nascar because he said 
and I'm black, so I can say this. He said nigger during <laughs> during the virtual. Ra- All right. So just to give you context, there was a so a lot of like sports companies, they're they're switching to like virtual online tournaments and stuff. I mean, you see it with ESPN. They're doing a 2K tournament Well, they did a 2K tournament with the NBA players, real NBA players. Um, and NASCAR did their own little tournament. Uh, this called like iRacing or something on Twitch or whatever. And this professional driver, Chip Ganassi or whatever, he was racing in the in the in the in the virtual tournament and broadcasting to thousands of people on Twitch. He called somebody a fucking nigger. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. I looked it up, dude. This hold up, this dude's this dude's salary. Like, imagine. Let's see, salary. And he got fired by. He got fired by NASCAR. This motherfucker can't get a job. I looked it up. This dude's salary, he's worth like $10 million per year. Yeah, this dude made, he was making $10 million per year. Gone. Overnight. I never thought I would see this shit it, from the, from that, because I'm not going to lie. I expect NASCAR fans to be fucking racist. But NASCAR put out a statement. They was like, uh-uh, you're fired. We don't fuck with that shit. So I, I'm actually surprised by that. And just in a matter of seconds, a matter of seconds. $10 million per year gone down the drain. He's probably never going to be able to get another job in NASCAR. Probably going to end up working at Whole Foods if they hire him or Trader Joe's or some shit like that. Man, you you love to see it, man. This is justice. Like, I personally believe that, you know, racist people are raised. They're not born. You're taught hatred. And um, where was I going with this? I'm, I'm tired. I'm sorry. Um, fucking, you can, you, can, you can hurt people's pockets. Like, you can't... I'm, some people maybe they can unlearn their hatred i don't know i don't know if i 100 believe in that but if they're at their point where they're a grown-ass man and they're shouting this shit hurt their pockets bro i love this shit fucking 10 million dollars in them let this be a lesson y'all better fucking relax y'all fucking relax man times is a changing and i love this shit so justice was served um you know good luck to you chip not really don't really care what happens to you good luck to you I'm just saying that out of courtesy because it's just something to say. Just something to put. I wanted to put out there. I'm not going to play the clip on the podcast. I can play the audio. But if you want, just look up a racist NASCAR driver on Twitch. That shit had me fucking die. I'm like, yo, does this motherfucker? He just does not care. But at the same time, like, I think the most interesting thing about this story is like a lot of people were genuinely surprised and like disappointed by this. I'm like, y'all are surprised that NASCAR drivers and their fans are racist people what that's crazy but shout out to the official nascar brand you know trying to be inclusive they said fuck him you know he's not that important to our league so they got him the fuck up out of here all right those are the quick bites that i got for you guys all right like i said i don't know how long this one's gonna be although i always say that like at the beginning of every podcast and it ends up being like an hour we'll see um i got a few gaming stories for us to talk about as well as a question from the gaming section make sure to follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real and then i got a bunch of questions i got some questions about content creation because you know there's always a million of those uh and then i got a bunch of questions about like life and shit um so mostly just like questions for you guys and a few news stories nothing too crazy and then we're gonna wrap it up and uh, one little music suggestion nothing too crazy nothing too crazy so let's go ahead and get into the the gaming side of things for this podcast um the first thing i wanted to talk about was bleeding edge i did a first impressions on this like maybe like a month month and a half ago when there was a beta for this game and i said what they needed to do to improve it and since then the full game has released so i thought i'd drop my review on it i just let y'all know i really don't want to spend too much time talking about this game because um unfortunately my worst fears for this game happened so for those of you unaware first of all bleeding edge is a third person moba-esque uh, team-based objective game from Ninja Theory. If you're unfamiliar with Ninja Theory, they made... I know they made a... 
they recently just put out uh what many consider a classic in hellblade um which was the game about mental health and shit uh what else did ninja theory make uh they made that they made the devil may cry that nobody likes although i like that game the one with the black hair heavenly sword enslaved odyssey to the west classic ninja theory in my opinion they're a good studio they're a good studio they have more hits than misses in my opinion um but they made this game third person moba s action game objective based where basically two teams of four go against each other with heroes uh kind of like an overwatch type thing each hero has different abilities and stuff like that um so you kind of got an idea what uh idea where i'm kind of going with that so i wrote down four positives for this and oof uh, I got more negatives since I, the full game came out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight negatives uh, for this game. So if you're trying to figure out where we're going, you could probably figure out where we're going by the by the fact that there's eight negatives. All right. So first positive for this game, character design is cool. I think I said this in my beta impression, but so I don't want to sit here and repeat myself too much. Um, all the characters are very have very interesting designs, very vibrant colors, very animated, very cool and anime inspired. So I do like the fact that they put a lot of love and care into the characters that make them stand out the type of characters that i could see people cosplaying at like conventions and stuff like that so i always like to give kudos to cool character design um but you know at the end of the day it's all about the gameplay um next positive uh every character felt useful um to the point where like in my opinion that's kind of like what i do like about this game every character felt useful so it all comes down to preference and what you like don't get me wrong like you definitely need like a team healer or a team tank or whatever but like which one which one you pick is up to you um in terms of like the meta or whatever so i do appreciate that it did feel i would give a certain edge to certain characters but like nothing felt like too op or nothing felt completely useless it mostly felt like just like preference so i do like the fact that every character felt useful in this game so i in my opinion it encourages experimentation when you do want to play the game uh you do want to try out all the different characters in the roster um and all because every character feels uh useful going to my third positive i believe that teamwork is fun in this game um this game can be incredibly frustrating when you don't have anybody to play with but when you do have people to play with and you, you all four of you are in sync and you're combining your abilities together to create combos it's fun to watch all the vibrant colors explode it's fun to watch your enemy just be decimated it's, it's just fun to decimate your family tree if you played any type of moba type game it's just fun to play with friends uh come together combine abilities and uh do great things do great things and then also i don't think i said this during the beta but one thing that i do like about the this is my last positive that i do like about the um this game is the elevation it kind of reminds me of paragon all the maps are not flat none of the maps are flat um there's like staircases that you can jump off of like different like hills and stuff like that and like high level areas so like if you're playing a gun character having the having the high ground the australian chick with the helmet having the high ground unlike anakin is important because you can shoot down on the enemies and you'll have like an advantage over them or you can you can flank from above uh doing like a drop down so like i i always appreciate like a third person mobile with elevation it, it reminds me a lot of paragon so that's a, those are the four positives that i have for the game like it's don't get me wrong at the core this is a fun objective based game but i'm gonna get into the negatives and i'm gonna i'm gonna get into why i wouldn't recommend because new flash news flash i wouldn't recommend this game so negatives you cannot play this game with randoms this is a super team based game um this game will either be really fun or it can be a complete headache it's one of those games where like you have to be so coordinated if you play with randoms they're gonna drive you crazy and that's not the game's fault um it's it's the community being dumb as hell and then 
because it is team-based but at the end of the day it is still fucking annoying and it's something to be aware of if you're interested in this game the next negative there's only three maps in this game maybe there's more i i flipped the rocks i looked we played this shit for like a good two weeks non-stop fucking i was looking i was flipping I, maybe i didn't see him but from what I've seen, there's only three maps in the retail version of this game. And I said in my first impressions of the beta, I said one of the things I want to see is more maps. Because in the beta, there's only two maps. In the full game, there's three. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't even really like the third map like that. It was it was okay, but it wasn't as good as the two map maps from the beta or whatever. So I'm like, wow, I don't give a fuck if this game is only $35. It's only three maps? I don't know. Um, there's only two game modes, you know, what's less than the maps. There's only two game modes. That's another thing I said in, in, in the, um, in my beta first impression, I gave the beta a pass because like, this is a beta. You can't show them everything. There's only two maps There's only two game modes. Well, in the retail full version of this game, there's still only two game modes. And after about a couple hours, that shit gets pretty fucking boring. The two game modes are pretty, they're not even anything special. There's, um, domination, which there are three points that you can capture. Uh, you work together, you capture those points, and you score a certain amount of points, the, that team wins. And the other game mode is basically glorified capture the flag. There are, It's like battery capture. There are a bunch of batteries sprinkled around the map. You pick up the batteries, and then you wait for the portal to open. Until the portal opens, you fight each other, and you can make each other drop batteries, and then you dunk the batteries in the portal when the portal opens. At the end of the round, whoever has the most batteries dunked, that's who wins. That's that's it. There's nothing else. I was like, I was hoping maybe there were at least two or three more game modes, but there's only two game modes in the full release of the game. That's a shame to see. Um, skins are lackluster. Um, what keeps people interested in playing games like these is like the cosmetics, the different um, cosmetics that, that are in the game. They're skins, but like each character has like one or two skins and they're not even good. They're just like color variations like cool. We need cool skins like I need a different type of ninja skin for the dude with the fucking samurai sword or whatever. Like I, it was just like, oh, okay, this is a blue character. Well, now you have a pink character, and then it costs a lot of money. So then you have to spend a lot of time playing the game. Actually, that's the knife negative that just got off the top of my head. You have to spend a lot of time playing the game to build up in-game currency to get the shitty skins that are available in the game. The skins suck. It takes too much time to unlock the skins. It just feels like there's nothing to work towards in this game. So that's actually nine negatives. Let me write that down. Uh, currency two. Okay. Um, the perks. There's perks in this game, so they have a perk system. Perk thirties. Not now. We're not popping them. Uh, <laughs> so there's a perk system in the game where um, it's kind of like Call of Duty. Before every match, you can well not before every match. You go into your 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 garage and you can equip different perks on each character. Maybe a perk will give you more health. Um, maybe it'll give you slightly more damage. Um, it has basic stuff like that more health or more damage or a slight cooldown on a certain ability But the perks weren't interesting. They were just very basic um, There was nothing that really stood out um, Like something like in destiny like one of my favorite I haven't played destiny in like a year destiny 2 But like back when I was playing one of my favorite pistols I forgot the name of it, but it was a hand cannon and whenever you got a kill it would reload it would uh reload your shield or whatever like just something interesting like that like I, I don't feel like the perks were very interesting at all so it made me it made me i never played with my loadout i made one loadout and i never changed it because nothing really stood out there were certain perks that were just obviously better than other ones and they were very basic in ideology it didn't change the gameplay mechanics upside down and my thing is what's the point of putting perks in the game if you're not gonna you know enhance the gameplay it's just kind of like there to say oh we got perks um 
there's no ranked play in the retail version of this game so all there is is casual play so if you did want to take this game seriously which i would imagine people would want to you would want them to because this is a team-based objective game you can't because there's no ranked play um this is what i found in the retail version of the game there are there's a bug in the game um at least on the pc side i don't know what the xbox what's cool about this game is it has cross play between the xbox and the pc so it wasn't too hard at least when i was playing it because i'm not gonna lie i dropped this game already but when i was playing it it wasn't too hard to find a game um but the thing is like if you wanted to play with friends at least on pc you had to have the xbox live app installed on your pc and then you also had to have the the xbox game bar installed installed to invite your friends and the thing is like it, it like the software didn't work half the damn time half the time i could not invite my friends even though and like if you go on the microsoft store that xbox game it's something to do some of the xbox game bar like if you look on the reviews that thing has like two out of five stars and for a reason it's buggy as hell you can't invite your friends and it's annoying as hell that i'm running three pieces of software at once the game the xbox live software as well as the xbox game bar and i still couldn't invite people into the fucking match what's the point of the xbox live if i can't invite people um I don't know if that's like it for like the steam version but for the microsoft store version it was like that i got this game for free by the way uh, and that's the version they gave me so i had to play the microsoft store the mic it has more to do with the microsoft store. that shit fucking sucks it makes it hard to play with your friends and invite them so the game is buggy uh if you're playing it on pc it can be hard to invite people um and then last but not least on my negatives i put that i felt like this game was dead on arrival like the first week it wasn't hard to find a game then like the second week it took like a little bit longer and then it's like eh like they didn't really promote this game uh there's nothing really unique about it there's no ranked play i feel like the game if we're being totally honest at the core i kind of look at this like anthem at the core it is a fun game but it's very undercooked it needed more time in the oven and they didn't promote it so i feel like why should i watch why i feel like it's very irresponsible for me to recommend this to my audience and tell them yeah go ahead and buy it knowing the community is going to be dead within a month you know um, I feel like this game is dead on arrival. There's no promotion. There's no content. There's nothing to work towards. Um, and there's only two game modes in three maps. Just feels like something. And it's funny, too, because people say Xbox don't got no games. Y'all not helping y'all case. Y'all not helping y'all case. So am I saying that this game is absolute dog shit? No, at its core, it is a fun game. Just everything else around it is are all half baked ideas. They're lazy. And it's like, honestly, I would have rather them hold this game and make this like whatever the new what is it, the xbox series x i would have rather them make this like a launch title for that like spend more time developing this game because there's no way i can justify per even if it's 35 dollars. there's no way i can purchase i can justify the only way i can justify you playing this game is if you got the xbox game pass for like a dollar or whatever then sure go ahead and try it out but buying this game nah i can't recommend it it's not fuck this game just skip it just skip it doesn't exist i'm gonna be honest most of y'all probably didn't even know this game existed until i brought it up in this damn podcast um <clears throat> just skip it you see i stopped streaming that shit real quick microsoft don't care about the game i don't care about it either how about that um so those are my thoughts on uh <laughs> bleeding edge uh hopefully you guys found that review helpful if you did please hit the like button on the video version of the pod on the podcast or the video version of this review because there will be a video version at some point whenever i get the timer and i edit it um but that's all i got to say about that and other actually hold up before i say another game let me get a swig of this water hold up new water bottle alert new water bottle alert
Go ahead. I know uh, if you watch it, go ahead and check it out at the video version. YouTube.com slash the Black Hokage. Got a new gallon water bottle. You like, damn, this, I got that BBC. That big thing on me. I don't know what that was. Um, so y'all don't have to listen to that weird ass bird chirping noise whenever. I got a new water bottle. I'm trying to drink a gallon a day. Keep the doctor away. Keep my skin right. All right. Other gaming news. Shocker. Shocker. Breaking news. The PlayStation 5 supply will likely be limited at launch. Um, and the higher price could lead to a lower demand. So Sony isn't expecting to delay the PlayStation 5 plan for this holiday season, according to a new report from Bloomberg, but there will likely be fewer machines available than there were for the PS4 in 2013. Sony is said to be planning for shipments of five to six million units through the end of March next year, while it sold 7.5 million PS4s in the equivalent launch period, even in delayed in the release in Japan. The reason, according to Bloomberg, is it has less to do with the COVID-19 pandemic and more to do with Sony expects for the machine in terms of demand. The PS5 is seen as more technically ambitious machine than its predecessor, and as such, I find that to be interesting because other rumors said it's not that great compared to the Xbox. But anyway, as such, it's likely to command a higher price on its release date, resulting in fewer earlier adopters. While the PS4 launched at $399 without incurring heavy losses for Sony, one analyst told Bloomberg he thinks that the PS5 Black and the Xbox Series X may land at $450 as um, at even and lost leaders or whatever. I seen a report said $450 to $549, so almost $600 is going to be in that window. Um, I find that interesting that they said that it has nothing to do with uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus. I refuse to believe it has nothing to do with the coronavirus because a lot of these parts be coming from China. Um, and if there's a shortage on parts or if they don't even want to risk dealing with them at this time because they're afraid that like you could spread the disease, I would imagine that raises the prices on the console. But I'm just putting it out there that don't be surprised that this thing is going to be expensive and it's going to have limited supplies. And don't be surprised if I, I'm calling it right here right now, if the supply really is limited, like they say it's going to be. Because keep in mind, four to six million, it might seem like a lot, but there are 300 million people plus in america alone there are two billion in china there's a billion in india um i don't know what how much how many is in europe but i'm pretty sure it's hundreds of millions too billions too whatever um the point being is like you know four to six million units amongst the world that's not a lot <laughs> and the thing is like you gotta keep in mind that like they have to launch everywhere you know they gotta launch japan europe north america they gotta they gotta have um although i don't think the PlayStation will go to no one knows because they have consoles in China now. I don't know. Um, basically, they have to divvy out units to every different continent and make sure there's enough going around, which means, you know, we might only get like a million units over here in North America. And, and keep in mind, I said North America because uh, that means the units are going to be split between, you know, the U.S., Canada and Mexico. Um, most of them will probably come to America and Canada. But the point being is they're still going to be split between the three countries because it's all North America loves Sony. Um so I don't be surprised if it launches at like 500 plus dollars and then when it comes out, people go out and buy it and then you see it on eBay for a thousand. Do not be surprised. That's why I'm putting this article out there. Um, this article also says PS5's mass production is reportedly starting in June on schedule. That suggested an unveiling of the console box itself, the design of which is still closely guarded secret despite Sony having revealed the PS5 specs and its controller. Um, 
apparently because they haven't revealed the uh the console body that's why they rushed out and showed the controller because they feel like they got to show something because i mean if we're going off based off what's been shown i feel like xbox microsoft is doing a better job right now in terms of what they're going to be showing but microsoft's biggest problem in my opinion is um the lack of exclusives they're doing the whole play everything where play everywhere type thing where basically if you buy the game for the xbox or the pc you get it for both platforms and if all your games are available on xbox and pc why do i need to own an xbox there's no exclusive um i feel like that's actually going to push more people to build pcs because then it's like you can own a gaming pc you can play pc exclusives and xbox games and then you can just get a ps5 even though the ps5 is reported to be weaker i feel like microsoft low-key could push people away from the xbox with this whole play everywhere thing i'm not complaining it means i don't gotta buy an xbox i play bleeding edge on my pc so and that game sucks i'm glad i didn't have to buy a new console for it actually when i think about it uh the game doesn't suck i'm, I'm just talking it's okay <laughs> just don't buy it just don't buy it if you can get it for free cool so just put it out there expect a very limited launch uh also i i'm i'm gonna be honest in times like this where the whole world is on fucking fire are y'all even worried about buying a console and like first of all if you answer that question back while you're listening to this podcast you're weird as shit you're probably sitting at your computer and probably working out or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. Don't answer it, bro. I'm talking. I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, I don't. I feel like, you know, people don't have as much money to spend. People are worried about how they're going to pay rent. Ain't nobody worried about no fucking PlayStation 5. And that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if Sony and Microsoft postponed their consoles to 2021. Let's get this whole, you know, virus pandemic thing under control. Let's get humanity, you know, like Andrew Yang says, humanity first. Let's try to get this whole situation figured out. Try to get civilization back to normal because there are certain things that are more important than video games. And I don't think people are really out here trying to spend money like that. I mean, especially when there's a lot of great free to play games right now. Fortnite being not being one of them, but games like Apex Legends. <laughs> you know, we got those some Fortnite slander in there. Fucking games like Apex Legends is free to play. Like people don't need to spend money on games. And then you have Steam sales, the humble bundle. So if you do have to spend money, you can buy games for really cheap. You can go into your backlog i'm pretty sure you got at least like 10 games that you bought and you never beat it's time to go back into that backlog there's plenty of anime plenty of stuff to watch stuff to do i'm not worried about the playstation 5 right now i'm i'm maybe it's because i'm old i don't know i don't know what y'all think some of y'all might be younger listening maybe because i'm old i feel like there's more important things than to worry about the fucking launch of the playstation 5 y'all let me know i don't know uh so just putting that out there just putting that out there um let me get a swig of this water real quick i got a question from somebody all right so this question goes in the gaming section and this one comes from twitter make sure to follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real average legend asked on twitter he said what games do you think are going to be pushed back and which ones won't be this kind of pertains to that's why i added in there it's kind of kind of add on to the ps5 limited release i mean for those of you unaware the last of us 2 got pushed back in, in indefinitely and they said straight up that has to do with the fucking covid19 uh, they said, we don't know when that shit going to come out. Don't be surprised if Last of Us 2 becomes a PS5 launch title. Um, what other games do I expect to be pushed back? Uh, Cyberpunk, Watch Dogs. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I wouldn't be mad if every major release this year got pushed back. Like I said, I'm not worried about spending money on video games at this point. Um, the, the world's on fire. I would be more shocked if a game didn't get pushed back. Uh, because the reality is like fuck the part where we don't have money to spend on games um let's think about the part where like people don't have people don't, people can't even work on the games you can't go to the office and work on the games it's not safe 
like i don't know if you know but a lot of these game studios are like at the at least in this point in time a lot of them are like 100 unless it's some little indie game a lot of them are like 100 man studios 50 man studios 200 300 400 man studios working on one game um i think i think they said like for 2k they had like 300 people working on a game and it's like no wonder it sucks you guys need more people uh but the, <laughs> But that's beside the point. There are hundreds of people in a small, confined area, um, coughing and sneezing, just touching shit. I'm gonna be honest. I don't want no game developer, no game developers risking their health to to make no damn game. Like I'd be more surprised if a game doesn't get pushed back. I'm okay with it. Let's make them launch titles for the new Xbox for the PS5. Let's get let's take civilization back. Hashtag take civilization back. Um, that would be my answer on what games I think are gonna get pushed back. All of them. I think they should be at least morally standing point. Today's show is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. Explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. There's so many ways Skillshare's membership with meaning is valuable in this moment. I can't stress this enough, man. Strong community is essential in times of hardship. You can tap into the support of fellow creators who provide encouragement, communication, and inspiration. Skillshare offers creative classes designed for real life in all circumstances that come with it. They have classes in everything from drawing, writing, journalism, photography, video editing, and it's all great ways to help manage stress, practice mindfulness, and feel connected to one another. I've been checking out a class called Everyday Mentalism by Aaron Boyle. I'm a big fan of the minimalist lifestyle. I feel like we as people will become gluttonous and it affects our energy. I mean, that's why in the video version of this podcast, you don't see a lot of furniture in my living space. It's not that I can't afford it, but I feel the unnecessary clutter affects my energy and creativity. I like to be able to move around as animated as I like and when I like. I think that this class is great because it shows you how you can benefit from a different lifestyle and perspective. And even if it's just temporary, man, Skillshare in itself is also useful because it's literally thousands of high quality classes that you can access and you have nothing but free time on your hands to learn something new during the quarantine anyway. And since Skillshare is a sponsor of the show, I got a special deal for y'all. Explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash Hokage. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of high quality classes for free if you just head on over to skillshare.com slash hokage that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes if you head on over to skillshare.com slash hokage so we're gonna move on to the content creation section of the podcast i got a lot of uh questions but uh i wanted to break it down because there were like a lot of life questions i just like you know what i'm gonna just put this as a content creator. every every i got a new section for every podcast <laughs> every podcast so this i only took one question but it broke down into two parts because it's a lot um so this question comes from on twitter odd was taken and he asked years ago you said you made your channel to show that not all gamers were weirdos how did you know there was a market for that your he put in parentheses your gut or research what's your thinking behind inter- introducing new forms of content or new ventures like podcasts self-care and their potential success uh so uh years ago you said how did you know that there was a market to prove um because i don't know i think that no idea is really that original i think most ideas are evolutionary not revolution rarely do you come across an idea that's revolutionary most things are evolutionary and that's okay you know the xbox 360 controller is an evolution of the original xbox controller but i prefer the, the evolution over the revolution um if that makes sense um i knew that there would be a market for it based off my gut and research my gut in the sense that 
I knew that I can't be the only because this kind of goes back to the evolution of revolution. I my my gut told me that like there's no way that I'm the only person out here that likes to play video games, that likes to fuck bitches, that likes to go out and have a good time. Like I am super nerdy. I am super fucking nerdy. If you ask me the right questions, I can teach you how to build a PC or we can sit there. If you listen to the GI podcast, that's my other if you're unfamiliar with my, my other podcast, we have another one called Gaming Illuminati. We talk about the gaming industry and in more in depth with video games and stuff like that. Um, so, like, if you ask me the right questions, I can get super nerdy, but that's not all that I am. And I feel like that's for a lot of people, especially pe- more so people of color. Because, um, like, I was a I was a black man before I was I wasn't a black. I wasn't born a black man. I was born a black man with a BBC. Nah. <laughs> But you get the point. I was born. I was born black, and I was black before I started playing video games. And I'm gonna be black long after. That's not to say that I will quit playing video games because I feel like I'll be a gamer all my life. But you know, I, I you can't. When you look at me, there's no way you can identify that I'm a gamer. But, it, but when you look at me, you know I'm black. You know what I'm saying? That's why. That's why I don't like that comparison. Not to get all political, but this is why I don't like the comparison of like the whole LGBT or like being gay uh and being is i've heard the term being gay is the new black and i'm like no it's not because don't nobody know you gay until you tell me you know but everybody knows i'm black when i walk out the door so i hate that comparison sorry i'm going on a ramble um and that's not to say i don't support them or whatever like i that's i just hate that comparison anyways beside the point um so yeah i knew from the gut and then from the research side like i said uh I, i think from the video you're referencing like i think i even said it in there like i started doing youtube because i didn't see anybody in the space that was black that liked playing games and they was talking about them on youtube so there was a lane that was wide open and i figured that I, there's no way that i'm the only person on earth that's like me that likes to do other stuff that besides play games and be nerdy and stuff like that so i decided you know create a whole brand behind it um he also asked what's your thinking behind introducing new forms of content and new ventures like podcasts and self-care and their potential success uh so like for this podcast which is funny because i'm not gonna lie this podcast makes me more money than probably like uh my oh it definitely makes more money than my youtube uh like this podcast makes me a lot of money it's probably one of the best ideas that i've ever had just rambling and shit but in terms of like how do i introduce new forms i don't think about shit that damn hard i just i'm the type of person i believe that i can do anything i don't limit myself as long as you give me the opportunity and a chance to improve i believe that i can do it that's just kind of my mindset um uh, for like this podcast i literally if you don't know the origins of this hokage thoughts podcast i literally put out i really woke up one day I was like, you know, I'd be having a lot of stuff on my mind. And like this podcast has almost become like therapy to me because it allows me to express what, how I feel about a lot of different things versus because a lot of times people just want to hear jokes. Like right now, like the podcast, the audio average is like 10,000 views. And then the the video average is like 20 to 30,000 views. So total maybe like 40 to 50,000 views per episode. Um, and where am I going with this? I'm fucking tired. I'm so sorry. This is this podcast is awful. So make sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I'd be having a lot of things on my mind, but I feel like if you only watch the content where like I'm cracking jokes, like people, people think they know who you are. People love to put you in a box and they love to categorize you. And that's because most people are simple and most people are stupid. It just makes it easy for them to digest you, but that's not who I am. I am a person that likes to crack jokes and shit, but I do think about a lot of things and it kind of bothers me and it always kind of wigs me out that like and this is not something that started with like youtube this is something that's i dealt with my entire life people think that funny people are stupid for some reason and i find that to be funny it's always the people that have the most to say that don't know anything about life 
like you, you have to realize in order to be a funny person, you have to be very observant. I spend most of my time watching, watching people, listening. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Um, but because my content originally focused more on just kind of being funny, people thought that that's all that I was. So like, I kind of had the idea, like I just put out, I came out the idea randomly. I was like, yo, how would y'all, I put this tweet out like randomly one day. I was like, how would y'all feel about me doing a podcast where I just ramble about random things about life and games and shit like that or whatever. I was on my fucking mind, sports, whatever. People were like, yeah, yeah, do it. I was like, bet. So then I hired an artist. I got the artwork done. I had a piece of art, the art that you see that you're looking at right now on your phone when you listen to the to the podcast. I was like, I had that art, I, that idea. I sent it to an artist. They did it. Got back to me within like a few weeks. I got it cracking. I just did it. I don't. I don't overthink nothing. You you can't. I, I feel like people spend too much of their time overthinking shit because they think it has to be perfect. And like, I guess I guess from a very young age, I understood that like it's not going to be what you want it to be when you first start but if you stick with it eventually you'll get there if you really want it um i feel like this podcast has steadily improved over time i didn't really know where it was going to go but i was like i'm just going to do it sometimes you just you have you literally have to be etsy etsy auditory you have to take a leap of faith on your assassin's creed uh, assassin's creed shit um and then he asked there's another part to this question so he also said what made you know you were going to be that dude i think people that are truly successful in their sphere were very intentional and knew they would make it for whatever reason for whatever their reasons and could you speak on your relationship with self-awareness as an entrepreneur in general what made you knew you were going to be that person to break that down i didn't like i don't want anybody thinking that like i'm some superhuman that doesn't like doubt himself sometimes like i don't spend all my time doubting myself because that's not healthy uh i'm my own worst critic like I always like that's that's why like I get annoyed when people be saying like obvious shit like bro I know like who do you <laughs> I fucking know you're not saying I'd be more surprised when people give like general criticism because as I get older real criticism is a criticism is a skill that shit is trash that shit is not as good as what you the last thing you did that's not criticism like when somebody really breaks down how something could be better I'm more impressed by that and I would never get mad at actual real criticism I just get annoyed by when people say that shit is trash or it's not as good as the last thing like bro that's not criticism you're just running your fucking mouth because you want to be a part of the conversation because in reality you don't have nothing going for yourself you can't create anything and that your, your vocabulary is very limited but that's beside the point I'm rambling um you said what made you know, think that you were gonna be i didn't always think i was gonna be the dude dog i i've lost i've lost two relationships in the span of like the last what is it like 12 years uh like the first woman that like i had like a little bit of love for like i don't know like it was something there it was something there this is the chick i was telling y'all about that when i was 19 and she was 28 i don't know if it was love because i i don't know i think it was this shit was just freaky bro it was freaky but that's the <laughs> <laughs> but i lost i lost that girl because of my youtube channel uh that shit wouldn't have worked out anyway because at this point in my life like she would have been like 37 or 38 while i'm 29 and shit like that like it was too big of an age difference uh but like i lost that woman in my life uh because she didn't believe in it because at this point you gotta remember like nowadays when you hop into youtube twitch instagram any social media tiktok mixer you know that at the end of the road if you try hard enough and you create creative content you can make money there was no money involved when i first started back and my first youtube channel was 2007 my first my gaming channel i started in 2012 back in 2012 there was still no money involved in it um there was like little rumblings maybe that you could make some money but like nobody really knew how to do it there was no money involved in this shit. so like my ex at that my ex now 
like she didn't she didn't understand what was the point she was 28 she was at the point where she's talking about marriage and shit like that and i was 19 i'm like you know i'm just some kid with a computer so like i didn't know i was gonna be that person because she was constantly telling me i needed to get a real job or i need to do this and that and the third with my life if i want to marry her because i thought i wanted to marry her. i was like 19 and i was like simping or some shit i don't know i'm joking i never simped before uh <laughs> but like you know you're trying to please your girl and shit and it's it's like i didn't i didn't think i was gonna i didn't think i was gonna be that person so i ended up losing her because she just didn't get it she was older she just didn't get it there's no money involved she's like why the fuck are you doing this and then i lost a whole nother relationship uh like two years ago um you know back when i had like dreads and shit because it felt like i was that person felt like i wasn't spending enough time with them or whatever um which i thought was i would disagree with that i felt like i was spending all my time with her uh but that's beside the point that's beside the point I, I didn't always know like it can affect this shit can affect your relationship so it, and then it can it can it can trickle into it can trickle into your content creation because like i go back and look at some of the clips where like i had dreads and like i i like you can like see it in my eyes like i'm very good i'm somewhat good i think at hiding like when i'm going through shit because like i can crack jokes and i can just laugh through my problems but like i guess because i know myself i can look back at some of the clips that i have like on instagram when i had dreads and i can say i can see that i was like visibly depressed about some sh personal shit how people was doing me like in my real life and shit um but like what the fuck does that have to do with the question nothing but this is why we do this podcast because it's venting it's therapy it's therapy uh, if you don't talk about it you know nothing will ever get solved um so I didn't always think I was going to be that person, but I guess I'm so stubborn. I guess I'm so stubborn that, uh, and like I told you in a, in a previous podcast too, like my dad toxic as shit. He didn't, he didn't believe in anything I was doing either. Um, I guess I'm so stubborn and I guess I believe in myself so much that I, I just, I just don't stop. I'm the type of person. I don't know how to quit. I, I'm kind of like, uh, if you seen that movie with bat, 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 what was it called? The movie where Batman had a contingency plan for all the people in the Justice League if they ever if they ever went rogue. And like that movie's really good. I wish I could remember the name of it. It's like a recommend you of it. You guys just Google like Batman Contingency Plan. It's an animated DC film. It's really good. Like and in the movie, like he had a he had a plan to just defeat everybody in the Justice League. And somebody stole those plans and used them against him. Like for the Flash, he put a bomb on his ankle that forced Flash to run forever. And if he ever stopped, the bomb would blow up. So it forced the Flash to run or he would die. And in that, his contingency plan for Wonder Woman on how to defeat her is he used her own strength against her. He knew that she would never give up. So what he did is he uh, he raised her heart rate by making her fight multiple people nonstop. Whatever. I'm kind of like that person. Like I'm a workaholic. I don't know when to stop sometimes to my own detriment. But when you want it bad enough, I feel like uh, you'll get to where you want to be. I don't know if that answered your fucking question. Uh, I <laughs> uh, said, I think people that are truly successful in their spirit were very intentional. I was, I was very intentional. I knew what I was doing early on in a sense that like, I knew Call of Duty was popular back when I first started because Call of Duty troll videos are what blew me up. I knew Call of Duty was popular. I knew that there were no black people doing this. And I knew that there were no people on YouTube who could talk shit like me, who could roast like me. Like roasting roasting is like it's a sport it's how black people express they love um it, black roasters come a dime a dozen but i didn't see nobody doing it uh and and also editing the video together with a production level that appealed to the eye um so yeah that was very intentional in terms of how i studied the market i didn't see that i felt like a lane was wide open and i hopped in that bitch um 
And I mean, you can see the influence because there's a lot of I got a lot of Ill, Ill, illegitimate kids running around who stole my style. But that's beside the point. Uh, they knew they would make it or whatever reason. And could you speak on your relationship with self-awareness and entrepreneur in general? Uh, in terms of self-awareness, uh, I think it's okay. I, I think it's important to take like what they call mental health days. Like a couple days ago, like I streamed like five days in a row. And then a couple days ago, I took like two days off, like just randomly. I don't even tell y'all. Like a lot of YouTubers or streamers would be like, I'm taking a break. I'm tired. I don't even, I don't give a fuck. If I'm not in the mood, I'm not doing that shit. And on those days, where, like I'll meditate and I'll think about life and shit. And I'll try to understand why things are the way that they are. I've recently gotten to like the Myers-Briggs and the Socionics, the psych psychology and the different 16 personalities and shit to have a certain level of so uh, self-awareness. Shout out to my ESTJs out there. That's who I am. Basically, we just hard at it. Um, so that's how I, I deal with shit. I take the time to actually understand. I don't think anybody takes I don't think a lot of people take the time to actually try to understand things or why they are the way that they are or why they react to the way they and they just kind of pe too many people live their life on autopilot on cruise control just ah that's just the way it is this is the way it is. you got to become aware so that you can adapt so i spend time actually thinking about things turn your fucking brain on you can't have a brain and not use it like that's it seems like it seems like a waste of time i don't know if that answered your fucking question but what i do know is i'm gonna take a swig of this water <laughs> hold up y'all all right all right all right got a few more questions we got more than a few we got one two three four five questions jesus all right next question comes from blazing swag and he said have you ever had to deal with loss or death if you did what were the steps you took to feel better i only asked because my stepdad died from the coronavirus recently and i'm still trying to make myself feel better first of all r.i.p to pops r.i.p to your dad that sucks to hear and it kind of reinforces what i've been saying in like the last three or four podcasts wash your fucking hands please wash your hands and please social distance bro like this dude's father passed away because of this shit this shit is real so r.i.p to you dad like it sucks to hear that shit and, um have i ever dealt with i think everybody deals with death and awesome shit like recently i put a tweet out recently um i hope i hope i didn't come across as like insensitive like R.I.P. to Pops. Uh, I, I put a, a a tweet like a few months ago. I don't y'all know I don't really like to talk about my personal life, but I'll talk about it a little bit on this podcast simply because, like I said, most people don't actually listen to this podcast. The people who fuck with this podcast, they really fuck with it and they feel like this is the best thing that I'm doing right now. Um, but like, it's not a lot of people out there. But for the people who really fuck with me, I guess I'll share more of my personal life uh, on this podcast. That's not the point. Yeah. So I put out like a tweet like a few months ago that like my my cousin got murdered like on some street shit. And like I was telling people, I was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I was like, you know, you know, stay out the streets, find find something positive to do because that shit ain't cool. Streets is a myth, all that other shit. Um, and I put that tweet out because I was actually really upset that day. Like I, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little teary eyed. Like I was crying because for anybody who knows, like my so like I said, my cousin got murdered a few months ago. Um, like right before I had moved to Florida. Um, this is like three four months ago um and for anybody who's black you know that like there's certain cousins that grew up in your house like he was my cousin but honestly because we grew up in the same house he's pretty much my brother and like a lot of times like we'll refer to our cousins as our brothers our sisters because uh like that's how that's just kind of how we grew up so if you black you already know i don't know if that's a thing in other cultures but that is a thing for us um so like he was like a brother to me um, I hadn't talked to him like in a couple years, but like I did grow up with that dude and I did have a certain like relationship with him. Like, you know, we took different walks of life. We took different paths in life. Um, 
And like, I was kind of upset that day. That's why I put that tweet out. Like I said, I was crying a little bit simply because I was upset. Like I didn't go into details, but I guess I'll go into details a little bit on this podcast. So my cousin got murdered. Um, I, from what the news report said, um, well, not the news report, what my mother told me. And then also he was, on, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say my family's name. Cause that's none of y'all fucking business, but it was, it was so bad. He ended up on the local news. Um, what's the name? He, I guess he was standing outside of a bank and it was like a mistaken identity. Um, and no, 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 no. He was standing outside the bank. My mom said, and some dudes, uh, went in and robbed the bank or whatever. And I guess that the dudes who robbed the bank, when they ran out, they saw him when they were pulling off. And I guess they didn't want him to snitch. So they shot him when they were, were driving off. And then they circled back around and they saw that he was still alive. I think he got hit in the arm or something like that. Um, and when they saw that he was still breathing, they executed him. They, they, it sounds fucked up to say, but they shot him in the face. So that shit kind of fucked me up. I was like, damn, they got my mans, bro. And like, I'd be trying to tell people, motherfuckers don't know me. I don't like to glorify that shit. But like that shit kind of fucked me up. And I guess the way I dealt with it is um, I was just working out a lot. I was just working out a lot. Um, it still kind of fucks with me because I'm like, damn, that was my man. That was my man's. So I, I would say find a new hobby, <clears throat> find a new hobby. Uh, I think that's the most important thing to do. Find something to keep yourself busy. Uh, I bury myself in my work. I know that's not healthy. If you have somebody you can talk to, talk to them. I do now. I need a more sick of this damn water. If you have somebody you can talk to, I, I would I would say your best bet is don't hold that shit in because the longer you hold it in, you're just going to fucking explode. You're going to implode, actually. So don't hold it in. I say find somebody to talk to and find a hobby, a new hobby. If it's drawing, if it's podcasting, do something healthy to divert that energy. And I, I, I don't know your dad, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want you to wallow. He wouldn't want you to lay around and be sad for his passing. I think the best thing you can do to honor him is live your life and do something positive and hopefully that helped i'm getting off that topic um the next question came from Sariman, and he said how do you handle adversity like working on your craft and realizing you're not as good as you thought uh this is an interesting question because i think what i think for the word adversity i think that's all about perception as ace likes to say <laughs> young perception uh what's what's adversity is what you perceive it to be i'm gonna be honest i don't perceive adversity to be doing something and then realizing you're not as good as you thought i don't think that's adversity in my opinion you might see it as that i just look at it as i need to work on something to get better like adversity to me is like being is working to get good at your craft and then not being not being able to get the same opportunity as your peers because your skin color because of your gender um or just being constantly being overlooked because you're not good at networking and it might not even have to do with anything with race or gender or anything like that um to me that's how i view adversity because i struggle with those type of things but if you're if you specifically what you're talking about working on your craft and then realizing you're not as good as you thought you just have to accept that legends make legends make it look easy that's why they're legends like and you have to understand we all start from somewhere like shit my first videos were not good shit my first streams were my first streams were not good <laughs> the stream used to drop all the fucking time but the reality is you gotta be you gotta want to be a good creator whatever it is you do drawing music whatever it is 
you got to want to be good and accept that these are the you got to pay your dues you got to charge it to the game like one thing people got to realize is like your story is not that unique charge that shit to the game bruh we all got to go through something. We all got to go through something. I don't want to say all because some people are born into wealth and shit like that. But like if we're talking about like creative shit, you just have to accept that you're not going to one day wake up and be able to draw amazing anime characters. You have to constantly. It's repetition. I don't agree with I don't agree a lot with Lil Wayne, but he said success is just constant repetition. Understand what sacrifice is. Really look up what that word means. I feel like a lot of people. A lot of people say, yo, it's like, it's like cool to say, yo, you got to make sacrifice to got sacrifice to succeed. But like, do you really understand what sacrifice means? Sacrifice is understanding that there's going to be adversity and understanding that you're going to have to relieve some of your time to move that adversity. Like, you know, it's like a boulder is in your way and it's going to take time to move that boulder. You have to accept that. When you come out on this side, you're going to be Jack Diesel. You're going to be strong big forearms like fucking like you beat off all day and that's why this podcast is terrible and you should rate it five stars on apple podcast i don't know if that helped but i tried to answer it oh you know what i forgot to say yo fucking damn i fucked it up too because i already talked about the death shit this part of the podcast these are just people asking me questions and this is me just trying to answer them to the best of my ability um, when it comes to this question section of the podcast, whatever I say is not law. You don't have to listen to me. I I don't think that I have all the answers. I think people like that are very dangerous. This is just people simply asking me questions and this is me trying to answer them to the best of my ability. You can do whatever the fuck you want with this information, bro. Um, next question comes from Stevie J, the good guy, Stevie J 72. And he said, any advice for when you and your girlfriend are moving in together for the first time? First of all, what the fuck does that mean? Move you and your girl moving in together for the first time. Fucking who moves in for a second or a third time? The only advice I give to you, cause, uh, this is, this might be like a po- unpopular opinion. Cause I personally do believe that you should live with somebody for a certain amount of time before you marry them. Cause last thing I want to do is marry a woman and then realize that I hate her because you don't really know somebody until you move in with them and you see how they, how they use the bathroom, how they keep it. Do they clean the kitchen? Do they, do they, do they cook? Do they clean? Are they doing whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you start to see little things about people and you, you really get to know a person. The only advice I can give you for somebody that, uh, that when you, when you're moving in with somebody and this has nothing to do with it, man or woman, if you move in together, just make sure that you're 100% sure. Make sure you have a healthy dialogue. Don't let nobody pressure you into that shit. Don't do that shit because you feel like you have to for finances. I actually have two things. Uh, fucking don't do that shit for finance. Do it because you really want to. Also, make sure that you have enough money in case some crazy shit happens to where if you have to move out, you can get your own place. And then three, last but not least, but actually... The most important thing is if you move in with somebody, whether you're a man or a woman, understand that honestly, it shouldn't take you more than like a year or two two max, two max. I'm going to keep that shit a buck, bro. You living with your girl, it honestly shouldn't take you longer than a year or two of living with her, whether or not you want to marry her. If you can't make up your fucking mind on if you want to marry that person after living with them for a year or two, you need to break up. You're wasting time. You're just shacking up. Because um, at the end of the day, like I said, I look at it as like a trial period. Uh, I don't really see the point in living. You're just you're just coexisting at that point. 
and the shit's gonna get weird because it's gonna get to a point where one of you is going to pressure the other one to uh for marriage and then you might not be ready and it's gonna be like oh man where's this coming from like you know we're living good together we're living together so go understand that if you're moving in with your girl that's a big step that's just, moving in says to me that you look at that woman as you could potentially marry this woman and if a year or two down the road you still haven't made up your mind you should probably let it go uh, because you're just wasting each other's time honestly you're just wasting each other's time that's the only thing i would say just understand that that's a big step you're taking um don't waste each other's time uh and another question comes from daryl ross and he said were you always quick with it you seem to always respond back to someone without missing a beat uh i would say i was always charismatic and i naturally led people like i said i have early memories from the age of like four or five years old like i was always the kid that everybody followed i would say that i was always intelligent and interested in learning computers and shit like that i used to take stuff apart um but quick with it i wouldn't say that was something i was born with um i think dealing with bullying is what made me quick-witted uh i'm thankful because i don't know if bullying i don't know if fucking i'm sorry y'all my damn twitch notifications are going off i forgot to turn this off i don't know if the word bullying is what i dealt with but i dealt with adversity let me say that because i don't really look i don't think i was bullied I, that, that's just the only logical word i can think of to use but that's by the point um i think dealing with people with like just shitty people is what made me quick with it because i'm not gonna tell y'all what my last name is because then y'all gonna start stalking me and shit like that but in middle school so for those of you unaware my father was in the military so we used to move around like every year we move somewhere new and the sixth grade is when i moved to the dmv the dc area which is pretty much what raised me that's when we stopped moving uh that's the dc area is pretty much what raised me um sixth grade the first half of like my sixth grade year like them kids used to just fucking flame me. They used to torture me. And the reason being is my last name. I'm not going to tell y'all what my last name is because your motherfuckers going to start stalking me. But I will tell you what they used to do is I used to take my last name and they used to put a spin on it. Maybe some of you can figure it out. If you do, I'm going to block you. But that's beside the point. They used to call me uh, Corey Smallballs and Smallballs was a play on my last name. And that shit used to get on my fucking nerves, bro. Like just constantly down. Oh, look, it's Corey Smallballs. Corey Smallballs. I got sick of that shit. Fucking at the lunch table, motherfuckers roasting me, calling me Smallballs. The girls used to call me Smallballs. Fucking um, shit. I remember one time we was at the pool. We was at the pool, bro. This was like sixth, seventh grade. This girl pulled down my shorts to see if my balls were small, because that became that became what I was known as is Corey Smallballs. And I got sick of that shit, bro. So second half of the, I used to be upset by that shit. I used to be fucking just mom, dad, they're fucking talking shit about me. They told me suck that shit up. You better get in their ass. Pause. Uh, so like second half of like my sixth grade years, I just decided I wasn't gonna be a victim no more um seventh eighth grade year by the time seven by the time eighth grade year came around for real seventh grade eighth grade motherfuckers knew not to play with me bro i got tired of motherfuckers talking shit to me so i started talking shit back i started studying the greats the comedians the shit talkers in my fucking class my shit talkers the shit talkers in uh what's it called uh at the lunch table it got to the point where like you better in high school i was that dude if you walk past my lunch table i cook your ass boy i flame you and that's that's kind of where like the trolling shit came from it, it became like a survival mechanism for me because i just got tired of people talking shit to me it was like i became known as the guy that don't fuck with me um 
And like, I, was like, I don't know if bullying is the word that I was because I didn't, it was never to the point where like I wasn't going to school. Like to me, bullying, yeah, bullying is not the word because to me, bullying is once like you're getting stuffed in a locker, somebody was stealing your lunch money. Wasn't nobody stealing my lunch money or like niggas when niggas could never not put me in a damn locker. I'd knock your ass out. Um, but I just got tired of people talking shit to me. So I decided, you know, I'm going to stop being a victim. And I started talking shit back. And like I said, one thing I am, I, I, I learned to be quick with it. But one thing I will say is because like I, I always thought I was intelligent and I'm very good at studying people and their habits and how I can apply that to myself and how I can improve myself. So I studied the greats, learned how to talk shit. Um, my family, all, if you ever been to a black family reunion, it's all motherfuckers just be roasting. You just learn how to get into it. Um, so like, like I said, I don't know what the word is for it. I don't want, I'm just going to use the word bullying. I had, I was like slightly bullied, like in the sixth grade, I guess. But at the same time, like I said, I decided not to be a victim and I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I went through that shit because it made me who I am today and I like who I am. And I'm also thankful because like, I, I we got to stop fucking babying our kids, man. I'm thankful that I got to play in them trenches because I learned how to make it out of them. If you don't let your kids play in the trenches, how they gonna learn how to climb out? I decided, you know, you know what? I'm not gonna be a victim anymore. I'm putting my helmet on. I'm getting my M4 and I'm hopping in the trenches and we finna shoot it out. And I came out alive and I came out a better person for it. Motherfucker better not say shit to me. I know that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that I think that's where the quick wit came from. It, it's more of a survival mechanism because I got tired of fucking... I got tired of fucking motherfuckers talking shit to me. And guess what? By the, by the seventh grade year, I made so many friends because I was like the new kid at school. I was always the new kid at school. That's something I had to always like kind of deal with. That's that's another thing that kind of made me very good at like talking to people. I've constantly had to deal with new people. Um, by seventh grade year and especially eighth grade year, like I told you, I had bitches, bro. Like when they, when they, when you find out you can shit talk and hold your own, they love that shit, bro. If you make a girl laugh, I told you, my parents didn't even know I was funny until my eighth grade year going into my ninth grade year when they found my mom found my yearbook. And in the back of my eighth grade yearbook, uh, it was a bunch of little girls. Uh, they all left their phone numbers. He's like, why are all these girls leaving their phone numbers talking about call me? You so funny. My, my mom was like, you think you funny? You know, you know, I was like, you know, I put in work. You know, I used to hide it. Now I don't hide it no more because like people will ask me, like, what do your parents think of your content? They know I talk shit. I don't give a fuck. It is who I am at this point um so i would i would actually argue if i didn't go through what i went through like that sixth grade year i wouldn't be who i am i might be a more quiet person i mean i am a quiet person i might be more um more timid it made me more assertive it made me who i was and i'd rather i'd rather get that lesson in a younger part of my life than getting it somewhere like in your late 20s or 30s like you got grown-ass men on youtube watching fucking how to be an alpha male videos and shit. That shit is lame as hell, dog. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I was bred to be an alpha, dog. I was bred. I said I'm not gonna be no fucking victim, and that's 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 just kind of how I became who I am. Um, and then my last question it comes from Hello from Hello Kitty, and she says, "Do you have any tips on maintaining your mental health during this quarantine?" Uh, the only thing that I can say because I'm going slightly crazy too. The only thing I can say is that I've started been doing is text people that you don't normally check up on, like check up on people that you don't normally check up on and establish, take this because we don't got nothing but time now. Take this time to check up on people that you don't normally talk to that you would consider not necessarily your friends, but like associates, check up on them and you can use this time to associate strong. You can create stronger connections with those people. And who knows, that could lead to some networking down the line. Um, so I would say use the quarantine to not only learn a new hobby or a new skill, 
Um, but also take the time to establish stronger connections with people that have might not been there. Maybe people that you were interested in. Not necessarily people you want to fuck. It's not like you're going to be able to fuck them anyway. Um, <laughs> but, you know, check up on people that you don't normally check up on and establish those connections. Who knows? You might find a new friend to talk to. Somebody who can help you through your day. But don't sit there and try to be alone. Because being alone is whack. Um, except for this solo podcast. This podcast is lit. Five stars, baby. Apple Podcast. Uh, that's all I got for the questions. If you guys want to submit questions to me for a future podcast, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. If you don't like Twitter, check out Instagram. My Instagram is at the dot black dot Glokage, which is G-L-O-K-A-G-E because somebody took the name Hokage. So I had to do Glokage. Um, a lot of thing I got on my podcast notes left is for the music section. The only thing that I've been listening to new is the new Tory Lanez project, the new Toronto three. If you like bangers, if you like that street shit, that cool nigga music, you're going to like it. Um, so I recommend checking out new Toronto three from Tory Lanez. Um, I've been told I need to take, check out Drake's. They're signed to like OVO, uh, DVSN or some shit like that. DVSN. I've been told I need to check them out. Maybe next podcast. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to, but there's some R&B group. Apparently they're fire. So I'm going to check them out. Um, yeah, DVSN, they're signed to Drake. Apparently they got some fire R&B music. So I'm going to check them out. Um, and we'll see, maybe we'll talk about that on the next podcast. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. If you did, please make sure to rate it five stars on Apple podcasts. It helps me move up on the algorithm. It helps me get more, more listeners. It helps me grow. Also be sure if you want to financially support the show go to redcircle.com slash hokage thoughts and you can donate whatever amount you see fit it can be a dollar it can be five dollars it can be a hundred dollars everything's appreciated especially in a time like this where i know some of y'all are tight for cash shit i'm tight for cash that's why i'm saying donate if you enjoy the show um other than that that's all i got on my podcast notes hopefully you guys enjoyed the show um and i'll see you guys on the next episode of hokage thoughts, thoughts.